Daily Sense, bringing an informed financial perspective to the Cayman community. A very good morning and warm welcome to Money Sense. I, Simon Cordry, are your host this morning, but fear not, it is not just me in the studio. I'm delighted to be joined by an impressive group of youthful persons this morning. The group joining me recently represented the Cayman Islands and their university, UCCI, in the CFA Institute's Global Research Challenge Finals. We will hear a lot more about that programme, about that competition, but first of all, let's actually just say hello to the team. So good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Hi, morning. Good morning. Well, let's, why don't we start off with some basic introductions. So from my right, why don't you kick off, Jensen? Sure. Jensen Wong. I'm the industry mentor. I currently work in uh, the valuations group at EY here in Kamana Bay. Fabulous. So you're not actually part of the students team. You're the ones, one of the people that was helping them with their research. Yeah, that's right. Okay, fabulous. That's right. Next, next on our list. Uh, hello, my name is Najee Mays. I'm currently pursuing my bachelor's in finance at UCCI, and I'm the team leader for the CFA Research Challenge team. Excellent. How many more years do you have left in your studies before you're a free man? I'll be free at the end of December this year. Oh, this year. Yes. Excellent. So next, next in the team. Good morning. My name is Giovanni Simpson. I also do my bachelor's in finance at UCCI. I do the ESG part of the report. Mm -hmm. And I also finish in December. Excellent. Excellent. We'll talk about it in a moment as to what you want to do once you finish. But now we're turning on to one of the ladies in the team. So let me turn to you and ask for your name and what your background is then. Good morning. My name is Janae Miller. I am doing my Associates of Science in Sciences at UCCI. And I actually recently just graduated this past Saturday. Just this past Saturday. You are, you are, uh, you're, at, you're free then. So now, you, so what, what, is, what does the future hold for you now? What, do you, what are you going to do next? I'm going to be pursuing my Bachelor's of Arts in Actual Science at the University of Wisconsin. So you're not free at all? You're going back to more study? Well, there you go. That's, that's good to do. More study is obviously, learning more is better than not. Right. So now we turn to our faculty. Hi, guys. I'm Dr. Swearin from UCCI. I lecture economics, finance, sometimes mathematics, and I'm the team faculty advisor. I just want to point out that there's a team member who's missing, Shakira Ebank. She's not feeling well today, and she worked on the risks and the overview of the industry. Fabulous. So the team was made of, let me do my maths, four people? Yes, okay, I would have passed that. I would have passed your maths course, perhaps, Doctor. <laughs> and then, yeah, possibly, possibly. Did you hear that? Possibly. Okay, so why don't we kick off then? Perhaps, perhaps Jensen, you, we, as the industry mentor, why don't you say a little bit about what the CFA Institute Research Challenge is? Because people who are listening to this on their, on their drive to work in the morning are thinking, okay, great, we've got four students who are representing the Cayman Islands, but first of all, what are they representing the Cayman Islands in? So perhaps you could give a bit of context as to what the research challenge is and w how it's organized and, and what it's all about, really. Uh, sure. So uh, the CFA Research Challenge is uh, essentially a stock pitch competition. And these are all students that um, uh, represent their schools and they all get together and, and are, you know, the CFA essentially assigns a company, a public company that has a stock that's trading on a particular stock exchange, and they have to spend however many months, I believe it's like three to six months, where they have to live and breathe and really understand what the what the company is about, uh, understand uh, sort of the drivers that would, that, that would make the company either grow or not grow, um, and ultimately make a recommendation on the company, whether it should be a buy or a sell. Now, when, I, when you said they have to spend a few months, I saw 
the gentleman to your right sort of <laughs> look a bit petrified at the amount of time that the team was spending. So just talk to us a little bit about how much time it did take and what, what, what the commitment was for a person. Because this is, this is not something you do as part of your studies. This is ancillary to them, right? This is, this is additional work. So you're absolute gluttons for punishment, presumably, in that sense. Yes, yeah, so it was about four months of really hard work. A lot of dedication uh, went into the research challenge, and it required us to really, really put in a lot of work and a lot of effort. It was a lot of analysis that you know went into the research challenge. So it was quite a bit of work. And is this work that you do, do you learn part of this as part of your studies as well? How does it relate to your studies then? Yes. Uh, in fact, a lot of topics that we learned in school actually came back in the research challenge so there were some topics maybe we've done you know maybe a while ago that we had to sort of go back and refresh our mind on so that we can actually implement that in the research challenge. Mm -hmm. And you've now been involved in two competitions am I right in saying that you did one tell, tell me about that. you did one for the Caribbean so Correct. talk to me to who wants to tell me how you did there and what happened next yes yeah, so the first competition we did was which is our local competition uh, which comprised of different countries in the Caribbean and we won that competition which um, countries did you have to compete against so it was Jamaica Bahamas and Barbados Excellent. that we competed against so we beat those other islands is what yes you're we did so UCCI is the leader in the Caribbean for this that's what you're saying Basically. Yes, we Which are. Good. Yes. Excellent. We can all be proud of that, can't yeah. we? As, as people living and working here in the Cayman Islands, the UCCI team representing the Cayman Islands won. Yes, Excellent. we did. Excellent. Okay, so that was, that was part one. And then what? Part one. So then we had to move on to the next stage in the competition, which would be the sub-regional competition. So this comprised of teams from all over Latin America. We had to compete against those teams. So that would be teams from like Panama, Chile, all those sort of uh, Central and South American oh. countries we had to compete against. That was fairly recently then, was it? Yes, correct. Okay. Someone else won that competition, am I right in thinking? Yes, correct. So which team won that competition? Chile, and it was another team. Okay. Yes, so then, so then, then we got beaten by a country of about a population of about 10 times the size of ours. Yes. So, well, that's okay, isn't it? That's, okay. <laughs> that, that's like us trying to compete in the Olympics in every sport. We, at least we, 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 got, we got through the Caribbean round and we, and we yes. won that which is the which is really important okay it's important to point out that by the time they got to the sub-regionals we were already among the top 54 schools um, oh, wow. globally uh, so it was a long shot but we gave it our all i think a couple of years ago there were about a thousand teams competing in these yes. sorts of tournaments mm -hmm. so you got through to the final 54 out of a, a thousand teams yep. mm -hmm. so that's uh, that's, I, that's if, pretty if we could do a round of applause on the radio we would but that's well we can yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, firstly. Now then, who's going to tell me what company you are researching? And, and what are the rules? Is every company, sorry, is every team researching the same company? How does this work then? So tell, me, tell me a bit about that. Well, when it comes to the Caribbean, every team did research the same company. So we all did Air Liquide, which is a French-based company. So it was actually a lot harder doing a French-based company because they use a totally different program in accounting and things that we do here in the Caribbean. Um, but when it came to the sub-regionals, every smaller region, like we were the Atlantic Islands in the Caribbean, every smaller region had their own company. So we did Air Liquide and they might have done a different public company. Oh, so they're all public companies. Mm -hmm. Okay. You researched Air Liquide. Wh what were you recommending? A buy, sell? What was the what was the final decision by the team? We had a buy what recommendation. And Najee can actually tell you what our buy recommendation was based on where they were in December. 
oh yes, this happened a while back. Mm. So now we can tell whether your buy recommendation was a good buy recommendation <laughs> because time's passed, hasn't it? <laughs> That's true. No yeah. pressure here. Correct. Yeah, so in, in the end of December, we had a buy recommendation with an upside of about 28%. For the sub-regionals, you actually had to, you know, go back and, you know, redo our valuation and make sure that, you know, everything, you know, was still on track for the buy. So it's still on track for a buy. When we did it in March, it increased slightly to a 30% upside. Uh, the upside uh, is based on three factors. And as Air Liquid's steady growth, their strong financial positioning, and then our positive valuation. So those are the three factors that we used to ultimately determine our buy recommendation. Has, has the stock gone up since you initially did the research? Actually, yes, it has. Um, as of yesterday, I think the stock price was about 141 euros. What was the stock price when you first did the research then? Do you remember the going back in time there? Mm. It was 134? Yes, yeah. Theoretically, you made some money from the research then? Theoretically, okay. Okay, so we've done, we talked about what the stock recommendation was then, and we talked about you had a buy for it. You said it took about four months of time. How did you manage to fit in all of that plus doing your regular studies? Because you presumably, as, their, as one of their faculty members, you weren't giving them no homework to do, you weren't giving them no, research, no, no other work to do. You, you, were, you weren't making life easy for them, were you? Uh, no, they had homework, <laughs> tons of assignment. Um, it did take a lot of motivating um, mm -hmm. on our parts, um, and especially because we were coming out of a lockdown. Oh, yeah. So for students, they were kind of recovering from the COVID era in, in the Cayman Islands, and I particularly was sick. So the biggest challenge we mm -hmm. had was trying to get persons to meet. Um, with Jensen not physically being on campus, um, I wasn't physically on campus either because I was um, working from behind a screen. And then Najee had the challenge of trying to just arrange the group. And this year, the bulk of the team were working full time, studying in some instances full time, and then still carrying the challenge. So, yeah, it was a lot of sleepless nights, no weekends. I think they forgot about birthdays, Christmas, <laughs> um, New Year's. Yeah, their girlfriend, boyfriends, they got, yeah, they were on the back bench for a little bit. You know, it was worth it because it break us out of our shell in a certain way. Yeah. And we can actually be here to express all of that to you. All thanks to Miss Swearing. That yeah, is, of course. for sure. And, and, and Jensen. And Jensen. And Jensen. And Jensen. Jensen. Okay, there you go. Someone. Have you ever heard the term team no sleep? Uh, well, I, well oh. yeah, I've, I've, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. Amen. I can believe that. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's only going to get worse for you. You have to study the CFA exam at some point in your lives, and that will that will that will be equally annoying. And uh, and uh, sleep, well, lack of sleep, indeed. Okay, so Air Liquide, French company, had a buy recommendation. We're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but tell us why. You thought it was a buy. Give us the give us the teaser as to why it was a buy. Then we'll take a break and we'll come into some of the more detail as to why the specifics. But just before you do that, we are a radio show. We're not an investment recommendation organization. So we're doing this for our audience. And just, this is a warning to the audience. We're doing this as a research piece and an information piece. So please don't go and buy stuff just because we're talking about it on the radio here. You must do your research. You know, if you're going to make investment decisions, make sure you've done your own research. These guys' research, I'm sure, is very, very good, but it may not be the right company for you to buy, even if it's doing even just very well. So that's that's my warning to listeners. But tell us why the key headline as to why you had this company as a buy then. In doing this research challenge, we we had to kind of analyze the company over the past five-year period, so that in, that would be more in terms of like their financials, 
and based on their financials, then we were able to, you know, build our valuation model and uh, get our findings off of that. But the main reason why we think this stock will be a buy is their resilience throughout COVID. So when we analyze their financials, we notice that they kind of operate in a non-cyclical industry, uh, which simply means that their stock or their business isn't so much affected by um, what's going on in the market. So when we analyze their financials, we notice, for example, between the end of last year and December, their revenue, for example, only changed by about 6%. So that's a relatively small change given the global impact that COVID had, you know, on, on the world and a lot of businesses. That and given the fact that they are all about sustainable development and sustainable growth. Um, so that was the main reason why we think that um, the stock would be a buy. Okay, well, hold that thought. We are now going to take a brief break, rejoin us, and then we're going to grill these. I was going to say st- kids, but you know what I mean, that in a nice way. You're going to, going to grill these students and we're going to find out what the intricacies of the recommendation are. And don't let, don't think you're going to get away with it, Jensen. We're going to hear what you had to say and what your input was in it. <laughs> and also and also, and also, also our doctor over here. So do join us again in 60 seconds for a bit more Money Sense. This is Money Sense, bringing an informed financial perspective to the Cayman community. Brought to you by the CFA Society Cayman Islands. And now, more Money Sense. Welcome back to Money Sense. In the second half of today's show, we are going to continue our conversation with the UCCI winning team, the Caribbean champions, who competed in the CFA Institute Research Challenge and won the Caribbean region. There are team members here who did the hard work. And now you're staring at me, Jensen, when I say they did the hard work. You, you, <laughs> you, you, and, you, and, you and the doctor were instrumental in this as well. It wasn't, they, they did most of the hard work, let's be honest about it. But come on, tell us what your, roles were, your role was this and this. Sure. I mean, I spent a lot of time mostly with Aji, helping guiding him through like putting together the valuation. I tried to get them to think about how to analyze the company because I think that's probably the hardest thing to deal with when you are coming out of school and you're still kind of absorbing the concepts. Now you have to take those concepts that you've learned in school and you have to apply it to a company, a real life company. Well, that theory and practice. That's theory what you're practice. saying basically, isn't it? Yes, yes. And then the, the, the other concept that we learn in finance is intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that we have to kind of drill into them and they have to kind of figure out on their own. And so that, that's been kind of, kind of my job to just help guide them through their, their research and help guide them through their thought process when they're putting the report together. Because a lot of this is your day-to-day life, valuations and such mm-hmm. then, right? Uh, yes, that's right. It's a little <laughs> different because at EY, we're really focused on fair value. Mm-hmm. So how what a company reports as being value for the asset on a specific point in time. But when we're looking at intrinsic value, you're looking at a value that the market is not pricing. Mm-hmm. Something is going wrong with the market that you, as a research analyst, believe is there. And that hopefully the market will catch up to you, say, six make some 12 money. months. That's right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And so, Kadisha, tell us about your role then. To keep them on track. Okay. I think I play the mommy role. Okay. So I keep them on track. I ensure that they're motivated. It's, sometimes it's challenging because the students don't as yet know what they cannot manage and what they can manage. So the biggest factor was to try and build their confidence level uh-huh. and to help them to believe in themselves. So there are times when I have to say, just trust me. Yeah. You can do this. And they're like, Miss, I cannot do this. And I'm like, you can do it. You're going to do it. So the biggest challenge was keeping them motivated, um, just encouraging them along the way. 
keeping them on track, um, trying to sort out just team-related um, things. I don't know, being the, the bad cop most of the time, because I think I probably <laughs> butt heads a lot with the team, but it's necessary. And I show them a lot of tough love, pretty much. Okay, tough love, Janae, I heard. Is that right? <laughs> I am more scared of Dr. Swain <laughs> of my own mother. When we do practice presentations in front of her, I get completely shaken up. It's like she's tougher than the judges. I'm, I'm shaking more in front of her than I am the actual judge on presentation. But let me ask you this question then. Having gone through that tough experience, has it given you confidence in oh, yes. doing these sorts of things? No one can shake me now. Yes. Nobody can shake me like Dr. Swain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go on. That what is you? so true. You can't... I, as I said, on that day when I had to present because of like the tension and all from that point of the whole presentation from start to finish, it it just all my nervousness just fell. My confidence grew. So I was like, all right, any presentation that threw my way now, <laughs> trust me, I got that on lock. So. <laughs> We've beaten around the bush here a little bit. We need to, we need to know about the company. So Air Liquide, French company, does some chemical stuff. That's a little bit of a delicate place nowadays in terms of people thinking about the environment. Industry, somewhat resilient to COVID because of the types of products it creates. Let's tell, talk to us about the, the company and why you had the recommendation in your own different, because you, you all focus on different areas of the research product, didn't you? So talk to me, who wants to go first? They have over 67,000 employees and they serve over 3.7 million customers. Which to me, when I was doing the research, I never knew that a company, we'd do a company on that size. So going through with all the process of actually learning this company and the different areas that they support and in different countries that they are in, it you're actually like, oh, we really doing a serious company. And then, you know, speaking other than the financials and especially like the environmental stuff that we have to think about because, you know, it's a chemical company, so. Yeah that part is kind of important. You were focused, your, your area was ESG. Was yeah. It? So tell us a bit about what is ESG for those who don't know. So ESG is environmental, social and governance. Okay. So it's like the governance of a company. So you'd find out like uh, who's the CEO, the board members. And then you go into like the environmental where you say, um, where we say again, it's the, the company is a chemical company. So you'd have to look at how it would um, affect the environment. Because they're using oil in predominantly as a raw material in many instances. Yeah. And oil is not the most popular thing from an environmental concern perspective. So how did you reconcile that? But um, doing research, we have also found that they're not like the, a company that, okay, we're, because we're producing chemicals, we're going to constantly use this. They're a company that, you know, that they put their research in and finding ways to improve um, or let me just say reduce green gas emissions and all that. So they do have uh, plans, and it is in effect right now, of getting plants or getting new ways of creating these chemicals for other companies or for the company themselves. People are demanding the products they're producing. Mm -hmm. And so only if consumers change their tastes as to, okay, we don't need this product, yeah. mm -hmm. then that's the only way you can stop the needing raw materials like oil. But it's about, it, what you're saying, it's about reducing the environmental impact, extracting or creating that product with a lower footprint in yeah. the environment. So you're going to have those products anyway. Mm -hmm. Plastic bags are going to continue to be produced 
let's try and do it more efficiently and better, in a better way for the environment, as an example. So Simon, are you saying that it's the demand that creates a supply or a supply that well, creates I'm, demand? I, well, I'm, I'm saying that demand is, is there whether people like it or not in many respects, right? There's p industrial companies, industrial chemical companies are going to have to produce because people want the product. Mm. Now, in, environmental st in something like that, the environment is very difficult for that company yeah. to manage. And that's probably the, uh, probably the where you got to because they're going to be destroying the environment in some respects, mm -hmm. I presume. Yeah. So go on. So that's the, you were you became relaxed about their environmental footprint. Obviously, you had a buy on it, but that doesn't mean you could still be nervous about the environmental footprint and still have a buy on the company. What was your end take on that? Um, as I said, like when I did research, that they they are trying their best to actually reduce all that um, all the carbon footprint that they have. So they are. What can I actually? How can I actually? Go on. Yeah. So uh, they they realize that their their business, especially their primary business, which is you know gas and services, yeah, yeah. they realize that these services will have significant impacts on the environment, and they are taking corrective steps in trying to uh, reduce their carbon footprint and their carbon emissions. Yeah. Uh, one example is in twenty fifteen, they set out a uh, environmental goal of reducing their carbon footprint by 30% by 2025. Um, we're pleased to announce that at the end of December, they've actually achieved this target already. So they've they've taken half of the time to you know reduce their carbon footprint. Um, they're also investing heavily in hydrogen energy mm -hmm. and biogas energy as a means to um, further reduce their carbon footprint. Um, they even have measures in terms of, you know, water treatment, um, improving air quality. So they, they are doing a lot to try and reduce their carbon yes. footprint. And, you know, they are aware that their businesses do affect, you know, the environment. So now your focus, if I'm not mistaken, was valuation. Is yes. that right? Yes. So let's talk about an industrial chemicals company. There aren't many of them. There's a limited pool. It's not like there's you, you choose a fast food company and there's mm. hundreds of the things. So valuation must be somewhat difficult. How do you how do you do because there's there's limited comparisons and peers. How do you do valuation on a company like that? Well, we actually were able to determine a peer group to do our analysis. Um, their company, they don't suffer from information asymmetry, meaning um, they supply information readily. Um, for example. Some of the reports that we look at are like four or five hundred pages long of information, um, and within that, we were able to determine, you know, who their main competition is, and then based on that, we we're able to um, compare these different companies. Um, um, ex for example, for our comparables analysis, where we compared the enterprise value to revenue as well as the enterprise value to EBITDA, um, so we are able to then determine. Um, how air liquid is um, in terms of you know their revenue and everything else to the market mm -hmm. and then based on that we were then able to build our valuation model that way and their valuation the model then said that they were good value compared to their peers did it is that because that led you to a buy presumably yes yeah, so they were actually priced um, above average um, when compared to the industry benchmark oh, so they were they were quite expensive then compared to the industry benchmark yes and so why did that then lead you to say, okay, something that's expensive is often, well, 
that's not necessarily a buy. What what then led you to say, despite it being expensive, we're still recommending it as a buy? What was what was the characteristic about it that created that conclusion? Yeah. So also in doing our comparables analysis, we also decided to look at the intrinsic value of their stock. Okay. And then in doing so, we were able to say, well, you know, um, they're actually undervalued um, in terms of where they are currently at, at the market. So we then did like a weighted approach to our valuation where we did, say, for example, we did 33% absolute valuation and then we did, 30, we did 66% of the comparables analysis. And then based on that, we were able to determine um, what the price is um, for air liquid stock or the valuation that we think the company will be at uh, a year's time from now. Okay. I'm giving you a stare here. You're to, we've got, we haven't talked about financials. We've only got a brief time left in the show, so you've, you haven't got long to... Well, yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about the financials of the company. What were they and how were they? Airliquid actually is a very strong company when it comes to the financials. They are a multi-billion dollar company, mm -hmm. so they had a very strong revenue. I looked at um, the balance sheets, I looked at all the assets of everything of the company. I actually did also the peer group. I looked at all of their financials as well. For the comparison, a lot of what I did fed into Najee's valuation for the company. And then um, my other teammate, Shakira Evine, she looked at the risks for yeah. the company. So she looked at like terrorism, which is a big thing in France and stuff like that. So putting that all together, that's how we came up with our final buy recommendation for yeah, the company. I won't ask if you if any of you bought any of the stock. That's 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 a very, <laughs> that's a very personal question. But I will just say, remind people. We said this just before the break. We're talking here about a company that these these guys have done a lot of research on. When you make investment decisions, you must do research before making yeah, investment decisions. Definitely, and be very careful about that. So. What we're talking about here is the process these guys went through. We're not recommending Air Liquide in the sense of they, you guys had a buy recommendation on it for the specific purpose of this research project. That doesn't mean it's right for everyone to go out and buy. Kadisha, I think you wanted to say something, pardon me. I just want to commend the team one last time, and I want to thank the faculty and staff from UCCI who supported us. I want to thank Dr. Ivan Eubanks, Dr. Stacey McAfee, and the team worked extremely hard, but I also want to take the opportunity to just big up Najee. He True. was a killer. Um, <laughs> and there's, he focused on evaluation, but let's just say he knows the entire research. So go on, let me, I'm going to ask a last question while our producer glares at me for running over time. <laughs> what, what, what industry do you guys want to um, continue your, have your careers in after doing this? Finance. Definitely fin the financial services <laughs> industry. Yeah, the finance. Definitely finance, same way. Yeah, same. same thing. Well, there we go. That was easy, wasn't it? Look, thank you very much, guys, for coming in. And um, thank you very much for coming in and seeing us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And I, I, I commend and give, put my hat off to you for the work that I know goes into this. I've been a judge on these competitions in past years. And you guys do a heck of a lot of work. It's not easy. Um, you do that while you're studying, while you've got exams coming up and all those sorts of things. So congratulations again and congratulations on being the Caribbean champions. That's not, not easy. The, the, the competition's good. You've got the Bahamas, you've got, as you say, Barbados and Jamaica, all good yep. universities. Yes. Yeah. That, I'm afraid, is it for Money Sense. As always, we, we run out of time. That's just the reality <laughs> of the show. It's the, it's the conversation that we have. So I want to thank all our listeners for joining us and remind you, that, remind you that today's show will be available as a podcast on our website in due course. And encourage you, if you have a topic or question or something that you wish us to cover, please email us at moneysense at candw.ky or send us a tweet at moneysenseradio. Somebody, not me, will look at that because that's far too technologically advanced for me. 
Thank you again, and please do tune in to Money Sense in two weeks' time.